I grew up in Indiana and um, I grew up in a white home. And I think that's important because I'm, you know, I'll share with you a little bit about my own, you know, my own upbringing. So, so the music that I grew up with in my home was a little bit different than maybe in other cultures. It was, it was decidedly white music and, and uh, uh, Christian music. I grew up in a very Christian home. And so we listened to a lot of Christian music. One of the, one of the artists that we listened to, his name was Bill Gaither, Bill and Gloria Gaither. They were some of the most family oriented, very famous uh, singers back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And even today, they went through kind of a downhill where they were, you know, they were kind of losing some of their um, and then they had an upswing and there's a whole story behind that. But anyway, he's been very successful. Christian music would not be what it is today if it were not for Bill and Gloria Gaither. They were foundational to Christian music, that entire industry, which is multi-millions of dollars, you know, the entire industry. It's probably up there in a billion somewhere. But they were instrumental in really kind of helping that get out. Many of the great singers, especially back in the 80s and 90s that came out, uh, you know, they re- you know, they got their start with Bill and 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 Gloria Gaither. Well, he talks about and I, I won't give the whole thing because you can find it on YouTube and maybe I'll link to it in 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 the show notes. Uh, you know, because he's very famous, he's 84, but he's still doing, he's still traveling, still singing. He's got a big, and he surrounds himself with younger people. He's very smart that way. He surrounds himself with a lot of young people. And so that kind of keeps the audiences going. And I say that from a business perspective, I like to be around older people because I can learn a lot, but from a business perspective and trying to get, you know, tickets and in his field, the music field, he's surrounded by a lot of younger people. And so that kind of keeps his music business going. Um, very successful human being. And so because of that, a lot of people approach him and say, hey, I got a guy who can sing. I got a young lady who can sing. And so he's got this video where he talks about it and he says, oh, that's wonderful. Oh, so they can sing. They look good. They can do it. Okay. Now what about these other things? And he lists off what he believes makes somebody you know, successful. And he, he kind of uses some sports analogies in there too. And are they teachable? Uh, are they humble is a word that is that, you know, we like to use kind of in Christian circles. And, and that just means are you going to listen to other people are, you know, is it all about you? You know, is everything you're doing just about you? Are you interested in world affairs? He says this, the final point he makes though, and this has been the point that has been stuck in my head in recent um, weeks. He uses a quote from a song that I, I believe he helped to write. And, and, and the quote goes like this. If you will give yourself away with nothing in return, then you are where my kingdom will begin. And that's a reference to St. Peter in the Bible, where the Bible says, upon this rock, I will build my kingdom. And then the chorus goes, upon this rock, I'll build my kingdom. Upon this rock, forever it will stand. Upon this rock of revelation, I'll build a strong and mighty nation, and it will stand the storms of time upon this rock. But at the very beginning of that phrase, it goes all the way back to, if you will give yourself away, seeking nothing in return, then you are, you are where my kingdom will, will begin. That phrase has stuck with me a great deal in, 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 in recent weeks. This idea of giving ourselves away. And, and here's what I begin to think about. I think that neediness is one of the cardinal sins in life. To be needy, and, 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 and here's why I say that. I don't say that judgmentally because I've had my own bouts of that in, in my own entire lifetime. But to be needy, it means that there's something inside of you 
Let me back up. It's not the cardinal sin. I think it's the foundation for all sins. And when I say sin, I mean something that's selfish, that's done in your favor, not thinking about the greater community. That's how I define sin. Putting yourself ahead of the community. And at the core of that is this neediness because there's something in you or me or us that is not whole. And in in, 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 in the podcast I did from this past week, we, we talked about this idea of suffering and suffering uh, is disharmony somewhere in your body, somewhere in your life. That's what causes suffering. And so if you have suffering and you have a lack of wholeness somewhere uh, and that that lack of wholeness is driving you in life and, and normally it does. Right. You're constantly trying to get that hole filled, you know, whatever that is. Uh, some, you know, an absence of harmony, and you're trying to bring harmony where there needs to be, because we know as, as, as human beings, there needs to be wholeness. And if that's your main driver in life, you will be set up for, I think, massive failure in life. And I think at the core of anyone, and I'm talking about myself here too, but you and me, and so I'm not judging anybody else out there, but at the core of our worst decisions in life come a neediness, something that we, a need that we needed to get met and we forced it on somebody else to meet this need or we pushed it or we're in a relationship with someone and we're trying to get our needs met somewhere else. So we're in a company and we have needs that need to be met. And so we're using the company to get the needs met versus, you know, therapy and doing all the work we need to do outside of that, you know, whatever it is, we're using other people to get our needs met. And that always leads to disaster. So this line here, if you will give yourself away, seeking nothing in return, then you are where my kingdom will begin. I'm not trying to make this spiritual. Um, but I think the saying could be said, if you will give yourself away, seeking nothing in return, your life will be used to do great things. Why? Because it's not coming out of this idea of neediness. If you're a leader who is needy, you're not going to be a great leader because you want your people to like you. You're using them to fill up a, a uh, uh, disharmony in your life or a hole that should be in your life. And so you're not going to confront because confronting might mean that they're not going to like you enough. And, and uh, you know, you might lose somebody and, and you really want that person to like you. And so you're not going to, you know, so that neediness, right, that, that's a real sign there. Um, obviously, in a relationship, in any kind of relationship, if you're needy, why? Because you're not in a position of giving. You're just take, 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 take. Now, now all of us have to be at that point at some, some state in our life, right? Like when we're kids, I have my, my little girl who's getting ready to turn six. She's so excited about turning six years of age. She is mega needy. And you know what? She's allowed to be mega needy because she's five getting ready to turn six. She's in a season right now and she'll be in the season for the next you know, several years now, obviously her mom and I are going to do a lot of work to help her understand that there's a whole world out there that exists that she needs to care about and be interested in. But for right now, she's okay to be needy. She's five or six years of age. She's allowed to be. The problem is when you're 25, 26, 27, 35, 36, 37, 45, 40, and you still have that same neediness because you haven't done the work or, you know, you had bad parenting and, and you know, that's awful. But then when you get to a certain age, you can't blame them anymore. There, there, there's things that you can do to help, you know, to help alleviate that. But at the, at, at the core of bad leadership, at the core of people who are bad in relationships, at the core of bad business is the neediness because I'm in a situation now where I'm taking from you as opposed to giving to you. Great leaders give 
bad leaders take. And I can use that to give all kinds of examples. Great leaders don't need the people that they're leading. It's, it's I mean, uh, they need them. You get what I'm saying in order to achieve the mission. But it's not this personal neediness that I need your affirmation. I need your care. I need your love. I need you to, you know, to accept me. They don't care. That's not what it's about. If you will give yourself away seeking nothing in return, you are where my kingdom will begin. If you will give yourself away seeking nothing in return, your life will be used to accomplish great things. Your life will be used to accomplish uh, great products, great great innovation. Your life will be used to impact many, many people for the good. If you will give yourself away seeking nothing in return. In order to do that, if there's neediness in your life, you've got to figure out what's causing it and root that out. That's the only way. That's the only way we get rid of it. That's the only way. If you will give yourself away seeking nothing in return, great things will happen because of you. I want you to think on that. I want you to see how that might help you in your own life. How has neediness impacted your leadership? How has neediness impacted your life? What could be the outcome of your life if you came at it from the expectation of seeking nothing in return? Yes, you have to have your bills paid. Yes, if you're a business person out there, you've got to have profit. You know That's how the market works. Yes, 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 yes. But imagine if you went to your team uh, to lead your team, lead your organization, uh, you know, to create your product, to innovate your product, whatever it is, to approach the sales process without the neediness. Imagine what could happen. In life, I mean, just in basic life, Dating life, you know, if you've ever been on the dating circuit, the worst people to date are needy people. The worst person to be is a needy person worrying about everybody else. Right. And how they're going to fill up my, you know, my disharmony and how they're going to, you know, try to make me a whole person. No one wants to be around that because then you take and take and take. And then when you can't get anything more out of this person, you go to someone else and take and take or you're taking from three people at the same time or whatever it is. You're just absolutely needy. And it impacts everything that you do. If you will give yourself away seeking nothing in return, you are where my kingdom will begin. I want you to think about that. Think that how, you know, think about how that could, accepting that message in your life, how that could impact the rest of your life. Thanks for listening. Take care.